Vint is the first fully transparent wine investment platform genuinely accessible to everyone. For less than $100, you can own SEC-qualified shares of the best wines in the world. The Vint Wine Investment Podcast offers up-to-date information on the world of wine and investing, as well as current perspectives on our collections and the wine markets in general. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Vint Wine Investment Podcast. My name is Billy Galenko, and I'm the head of wine here at Vint. This will be our last episode for the year, so I thought it's really just a great time to look back at all the collections um, we've had this year and how far we've really come. Uh, before diving into, you know, kind of a recap of all the collections starting back all the way to May, uh, it feels like a lot longer, but um, I really wanted to thank everyone who's been with us um, from the beginning, who's invested in whether it be the first collection, any of the collections in between, multiple collections. We really appreciate everyone, and um, we are excited for what's coming in 2022. Diving in here, we're just going to go chronologically and talk about all of the collections and then a couple of um, you know bottles that might stand out to me here. Um, starting back in May, for those of us, or for those of you who were not with us, um, we had a California collection, Cult Wines. Um, this was featuring basically multiple vintages of Screaming Eagle. We had the Maiden from Harlan Estate, and we also had some Opus One. Uh, that collection was was really exciting. It sold out in under an hour, and um, will we'll always hold a special place in our heart as our, our first collection that we launched on the platform. Um, as we moved along... Um, we had a Super Tuscan collection featuring um, wines like Sasakaya, Ornalaya, um, Solaya. So that, that was a really exciting collection to kind of really branch out and give everybody a taste of, of what the middle of Italy can produce outside of Chianti and Brunello di Montalcino. Um, and then we progressed on to our San Emilian upgrade collection. That was an exciting one that predominantly consisted of Figiac with a little bit of Canon. Um, again, there, the reminder really is these wines, um, the Figiac in particular, the winery has been putting a lot of time and effort into improving all the work in the, viticult- in the viticultural side of things, in the winery. Um, and it's it's been paying off. They've been getting extremely high scores. Um, and all of this effort is really towards the goal of being promoted onto uh, primary Grand Cru Class A um, next year from their Class B um, current ranking in San Emilion. Um, recently, LiveX featured the 2015 Figiac as reaching its all-time high prices this year, um, months after we had um, launched it on the platform. So that was exciting. After that was Champagne Collection. Uh, we had multiple different producers from great years like 2004, 2006, 2008. Um, this was a really exciting collection for us, and Champagne had a banner year overall. So it was uh, exciting for us, and it's continued to look like it was um, you know, the right time to kind of get in. So that was really exciting, and we're excited for our investors who were able to also join that collection. We'll certainly have more Champagne in the future. After that was our Laurent Ponceau collection, which is really exciting because it was, you know, his first uh, solo kind of vintage, uh, breaking off from his family domain. He came out with his own new line of wines. Um, we have some of the few bottles available in the U.S. right now, so that was really exciting to be able to offer something that was kind of an exclusive access to our investors. Um, still very limited in quantity overall. 
moving on from there, we were able to progress into our first whiskey collection. That was really exciting. Um, two bottles of Macallan Fine and Rare collection. Um, these bottles were, were so unique because they were number one, well, our first whiskey collection. But number two, they're part of this long, the Fine and Rare series that is basically the largest vintage-specific whiskey series in the world. And we're able to get a couple of these bottles that really stand out with a good bit of age on them. Um, and that was a really exciting first foray into whiskey for us. Moving on there, we stayed on the classics. Uh, we kept with Bordeaux as our next piece. So basically, where do you go after scotch? You go to a nice aged Bordeaux. Uh, that was our 96 and 98 classics collection um, featuring multiple first growths as well as Chateau Cheval Blanc. Uh, that was that was a really exciting collection for us. It was our first offering of wines with a little bit more age on them, um, and that was it was a really exciting collection. And those wines continue to um, show beautifully in all the tastings and ratings that we've heard um, since the collection is launched. The Spanish collection was coming after the Bordeaux collection. This is one that was kind of near and dear to my heart. Um, one of the first kind of investment grade wines that I. Uh, drink myself was a Vega Sicilia um, years ago. So this collection featured Vega Sicilia and Pingus, these two superstar wines from the Ribera del Duero region in Spain. Uh, that was very exciting. Um, I'm glad to see a lot of the investors on our platform were interested as well. But the collection sold out uh, faster than I had anticipated. I knew there were great wines. I didn't know how much people um, knew about Spanish wines. We did our best to educate everyone, but um, there was a lot of demand, and that was that was really exciting. And we'll we'll certainly be circling back there in the near future. Um, not the very near future, but definitely in the future. Um, don't want to give away anything that we have up our sleeves here. Um, but on the Vegas Sicilia front, the other special part was that was our first producer expert interview um, where we got to interview the head of uh, North America's or Vegas Sicilia in North America. Um, so that was really interesting. She walked us through a beautiful presentation and really gave us intense background into what makes Vegas Sicilia wine so unique and special. Moving on from there, we went to a Bowmore cask. This is our second whiskey collection and our first cask collection. Uh, this was really exciting because it offered the opportunity for our investors to kind of invest in an asset class that's it's very difficult to get into. There's only a few um, platforms that really allow you to invest in casks, and typically you have to buy the whole cask uh, rather than just shares. So this was an exciting opportunity to not only offer whiskey from a great producer, but offer it in a format that most people um, typically don't have access to invest in. Next, we went to the Bordeaux on Permore collection, um, the futures. This is really exciting because 2020's wines were, were very unique. Um, they were a great vintage. Some people were saying they were part of this triumvirate or three-peat of 18, 19, 20, being these three vintages in a row that were spectacular quality. Um, we offered tons of different producers in this collection. Um, it was really great because we were able to acquire allocations from a number of different um, negotiants working with a merchant partner to really kind of put together this awesome basket of 2020 futures collection. And again, those wines being futures are still actually resting in barrel at the winery in Bordeaux, um, their respective wineries. Following that collection, we kept the momentum going right into our DRC collection of our first ever collection featuring Domaine de la Romanicanti 
wines. Uh, this was great. We had some Romani Conti itself. We had a nice mixed pack um, of different vineyards as well. Um, this collection was one of um, you know, my favorites just because it's not every day that you get to work with um, Domaine de la Romani Conti wines. So it was a pleasure to be able to offer this to our investors. Following this, we went over to our Napa 2018 collection. Uh, 2018 had just really been reduced, um, released, sorry, um, by most of the wineries. And it was really exciting to be able to get, you know, a lot of these really highly allocated wines and offer them to our investors because most of these wines aren't really accessible to many people unless you're really on the mailing list. You're getting some of these initial offerings from the producer. And then as we were recording here, our Rhone Valley collection is still available. Um, there's still some shares, so go and grab some now. But it's an, an amazing mix of Hermitage, Cote Roti, and Chateauneuf de Pop wines. Um, so we really run the gamut of different regions this year, uh, different producers. It's been really exciting to also be able to um, throw some whiskey in the mix. Um, since we've launched a number of these collections, you know, in our 2018 collection, Dominus uh, 2018 has since won um, Wine of the Year, um, or I guess was awarded Wine of the Year by Wine Spectator. Uh, we've seen, as I mentioned earlier, the Fiji Act 2015 was um, noted by LiveX as having its you know best year or reaching its top prices ever. Um, Vegas Sicilia has continued its momentum. LiveX recently came out with a report saying that trade of Vegas Sicilia made up more than 21% of total Spanish trade, which is um, crazy that one producer can make up that much. Um, again, like I was mentioning earlier as well, Champagne has had um, an amazing year. Um, so we're happy to see the momentum going over. And we, um, you know, from all reports from LiveX and other channels, um, Fine Wine had one of its best years of, of all time. And the asset class is continuing to grow. And um, new investors are, are getting into the mix. Um, and we're happy to be spearheading, you know, part of this effort to allow Americans to really engage in this asset class, um, to engage in it on a in a manner that allows you to diversify, um, that's really approachable and affordable price points. So we're really excited to have you guys on board. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast this year and for investing on the Vint platform. And we look forward to um, an amazing 2022 and sharing with you guys all that we have in store for the next year. So thank you and have a great holiday. Cheers. Hey everybody, um, topic that I am going to be discussing this week is going to be quarterly letters. Uh, it's something that I um, have written since Q4 2019, uh, where the big update in that quarterly letter was we had formed an LLC and we had this concept that we thought was was interesting, which was um, investing in wine was a, a really inefficient um, process and each quarter we've we've written updates um, and that list has grown from say 25 people at the start to now about 200 people are on that list that receives quarterly letters about updates on vent what's going on externally what are some of our goals 
um, what are some interesting pieces of content that we've been um, consuming. This, this quarterly letter was mainly focused on what are our goals. Um, we raised some capital and that capital is going to be allocated to achieve these, um, these various goals. And for those of you who are interested, I'm, I'm happy to send you along a copy of the letter, but a few things that I, I wanted to highlight were on the content side, um, these four pieces of content that I, I highlighted that are, are interesting. So one of them is The Messy Middle by Scott Belsky. Um, Scott Belsky is the founder of Behance. He's now, I believe, chief product officer at um, Adobe. And he, this was recommended by Billy and also another person in my network. And we had a whole um, internal roundtable around the product side of this book. There's about 80 pages of um, product-specific um, guidance that we, we talked about internally. And I think he has um, really good one-liners that start off the chapters and for anybody who is interested in startups and um, the process, I think this is a, a great book that highlights the ups and downs. But some of the the one-liners that really resonated with me were, um, do your job, just stay alive long enough to become an expert, hire people who want, who hire people who have endured adversity be frugal with everything except your bed, your chair, your space, and your team. When you have the right people, there are no rules for structure. Hit the streets, there is no better way. The science of business is scaling. The art of business is the things that don't. And there is power and brevity. Um, if I were to highlight one, I, I like all of those, but um, I am a... I'm a big fan of doing things that don't scale, um, whether that is a one-on-one -on -one call with a, a customer or um, these small touches like thank you notes and, and things like that. Um, sure, it doesn't scale to um, 10,000 investors, but it works right now. And um, I, I, I want to emphasize that in in our process and culture going forward that there are always the little things that you can do, um, customer support, just being responsive for people who are interested in the platform that really do, uh, when you combine them, make a, a big difference. Um, second, uh, one of my favorite podcasts is Invest Like the Best. Um, Patrick O'Shaughnessy had, had one of the founders of General Catalyst on and he, he had a really um, interesting uh, take and framing of, of risk and reward. And he said um, some of the entrepreneurs that um, concern him are those who've done the, the Ivy education and they've done the banking and consulting path and this um, tried and true path, which is, which is great. But for him, he said sometimes they're just looking for um, another gold star and aren't able to um, handle the the ups and downs of startups as um, there is certainly a lot of failures that that happen um, in an early stage environment um, third 
is an article by um, First Round, Driving Growth by Picking the Right Lane. And I definitely have talked about this article a lot internally. But basically, they, they lay out three ways that startups grow, particularly focused on um, consumer startups. One is content, two is virality, and three is performance marketing. Um, content and virality are really interesting to me. Uh, we're an investment product. Um, I've done over 150 customer interviews, probably well well over that at this point. And um, not a single person has told me, hey, I decided to make this investment decision because I saw a Facebook ad that had a I don't know, a good headline um, number. And that has definitely um, played into my, um, you know, just overall thought process on performance marketing as a, as a growth engine. Yeah, it's, it's good. I think um, it's table stakes and um, there is a place for it in the, the marketing stack. However, it's not how we're going to differentiate and build a um, a Modi and uh, you know efficiently scalable um, customer acquisition funnel. Um, so great article. And then fourth uh, was a plug for ourselves. Um, as I've probably mentioned in the past, we've partnered with Alto IRA. They allow investors to invest in alternative assets via an IRA. Um, Given our unique series LLC structure and we elect to treat those LLCs as corporations, um, it is a really, really interesting um, structure and partnership that we've set up. But we talk about um, the economics of fine wine and how um, historically the asset class has returned and how we make it easy for people to invest in this this asset class. So, um we as a team, I think we're always learning and trying to consume great content. So if you have anything that has stood out to you, um, we're, we're open to giving it a, re- a read or, or a listen. And if you're interested in these quarterly letters, just reach out to um, me and via email. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to include you on the list and have a happy holiday season. For questions, comments, or feedback on the Vint Wine Investment Podcast, please email us at support at vint.co. To check out our current offerings and to sign up for the Vint platform, find us at www.vint.co. That's www.vint.co. Vint and VV Markets are offering securities pursuant to Regulation A. Our offering circular as amended can be found on the SEC website. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Investments such as those on the Vint platform are speculative and involve substantial risk to consider before investing. We may provide communication that may contain certain forward-looking statements that are subject to various risks and uncertainties. Information provided in any communications is not legal, business, or tax advice. All prospective investors should consult a legal, tax, or business advisor concerning the subject matter of any communications and any offering.